1: You know why, buddy? You took my part. Maybe we should flip it around, flip the script, Daniel. No, that'd no. Be weird. You've been uh, you've been stag lately. What have you been? What do you been doing as a as a bachelor? I'm going to party like it's 1999. I know you're your Leftovers, never to this, so it's not a big deal. Yeah,
0: eating leftovers, watching all the documentaries. I can't watch when she's around. Like what? What do you What are you watching these days? Uh, let's see. I watched uh, Capital. I think that was on Netflix. Um. I watched uh, The Story of Lehman. That was on Amazon Prime, Mm. I believe. Um, There was one about uh, housing market in the 1900s. That was on Amazon Prime as well. But then uh, once I kind of caught up on the documentaries, I started on The World's Toughest Race on Amazon Prime, which is like the Eco Challenge in Fiji. Fun. That one's good. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: mostly doing that, reading books and eating leftovers and... That's know, it. Working. Working.
1: All right. Well, uh, yeah, Daniel's been a bachelor for a few days. His family's been out of town. How are they doing down there in Texas? <laughs> Do they got power? Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, so as of the day of this recording, yesterday they had rolling blackouts, which was great. Because wow. uh, we tried to FaceTime, and then <laughs> there would be like a window of time we could FaceTime, and then they would lose power. Gosh. And, uh, so, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, we're waiting to figure out when they're going to be able to come back.
1: Mm. so that's fun. All right. I hope everybody's safe down there in Texas. I know we have a lot of listeners down there, so stay safe. Wow. I, I mean, know. what do you do? You say, it's like somebody's out power, water pipes broken. You're like, stay safe. Hey, hang yeah. in there. Well, hopefully by now it's back to 60 degrees there. Gosh. All right. Uh, we got an interesting question. Not our typical question. So I'm interested to hear how you, how you take this one. So, um, and it's a local, it's a local. Uh, now I, what's his name <laughs> steven steven there you go steven what do you got D-I-Y.
0: my name is steven and i'm from kentucky first i want to take a moment to thank both of you for the time that you have dedicated to helping the masses my question probably applies to a lot of people but they may be afraid to ask i contribute the maximum amount to my ira which currently has about two years worth of yearly earnings I am now 51 years old, and if I'm able, plan on working until I'm 68 to 70 years old. With only 19 years left to
1: save, will I have enough to sustain me until I pass? If not, what are my options? Thanks. Okay. Um, thank you for the thank you. That was very, very kind, uh, bringing our message to the masses. By the way, number one on iTunes. Boom. Mic drop. Number, number one. one on iTunes. Under budgeting okay. in finance. Come on. Gosh, Daniel. There's subcategories of categories. Yeah. But we're number one. When you type in budgeting, there we are. Personal finance, we're like two. It's awesome. So thank you, all the uh, listeners out there, including Steven. So Steven's 51. 51. He's, uh, he's looking to you know figure out, will he have enough to live on? What do you say to Steven? Has two years so far of his salary saved up, it sounded like. Did he say how much he can save every year?
0: No, right now, no,
1: very, very limited in the, um, very limited in in the actual numbers. That I knew that was kind of going to be a difficult, difficult question.
0: So that makes it difficult because there's a couple moving parts here. Uh, One, we don't know your savings rate, and so a lot of your runway between now and the time that you retire is going to be highly dependent on your savings rate. Can you only save? 5% of your income per year, because the rest is going to debt or expenses, et cetera. Can you work that up to 20, 30, 40, 50%? That savings rate is going to significantly determine uh, what you will have, because the amount that you quoted that you're starting with was based upon upon your earnings, right? So two years of earnings is what you said you had, I believe. I don't think you said expenses. I think you said earnings. Uh, So if you have two years of earnings, but you're able to save at 50% of your earnings right now, then you actually have four years of expenses. Does that make sense? So two years of earnings, your savings rate is 50%. That means you only need 50% to live off of. That means that two years of earnings is actually four years of expenses. You probably want to see uh, your savings get up into the nature of, this is going to be a rule of thumb. I don't love rule of thumbs, uh, but based upon the common withdrawal rates, you're looking at 20 to 25 times earnings is what you're really trying to get to, to get it to that four to 5% uh withdrawal rate
1: say that again in the standpoint of somebody making fifty thousand dollars a year all right so fifty thousand dollars a year you're looking
0: at (laughs) well thanks for whipping out the calculator for everybody watching on youtube
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i wanted to be able to make sure you so 20 times it. i mean i can
0: answer it but yes 20 times that would be a million uh 25 times that would be 1.25 million uh, and the reason for that is because is if you then apply a 4 or 5% rule, withdrawal rule, that's going to get you back to that earnings level. Now, that's gross earnings. You may need significantly less than that when you're talking about expenses. Plus, you're going to add in, hopefully, Social Security on top of that. So what you really have to do is take your current income now, kind of strip away things like FICA that you pay, um, maybe retirement contributions, things like that, and get what you actually need to live off of. Per year, get an estimate of your Social Security from the SSA.gov website at uh, SocialSecurityAdministration.gov, and uh, you know, take take what they're going to say that you get at full retirement age. Take that out of your expense equation if you are close enough to retirement that you can kind of count on that number. I would say if you are in your fifties right now, you can you can use that number with some confidence. Uh, if you are under fifty, I would reduce that sum because Social Security is going to change over time. But for you, Stephen, I would I would take your expenses, reduce it by Social Security, um, take a look at that, and then that's kind of what you need to multiply by uh, about 20, 25 times. Rule of thumb, again, talk to a advisor or a financial planner to dial it in for you, but roughly we're talking about that. Can you do that over the next 19 years? Again, it's going to depend significantly upon... How can you reduce your expenses now? How high can you get your savings rate now over the next couple of years? And what type of retirement do you need? So if you retire and you're not commuting to work anymore, you're going to cut down significantly on gas. You're not going to buy as much, say, clothes to go to work with, stuff like that. But I would say rule of thumb, and Quentin, you can chime in on this one. We do planning for people. They're... There's some exceptions, but I would say, what, 80% of the people that we do plans for, their expenses pre-retirement pretty well mirror their expenses in retirement. Because even if some things shift, like commuting to work or having to buy professional clothes, they tend to replace that with something in retirement. So we don't dramatically change our lifestyles uh, for most people, the majority of people we see, uh, with barring the exception of people who say you know they have big goals in retirement, travel, hobbies, things like that. But the, the general day-to-day, year-to-year living expenses... Tend to pretty closely
1: mirror from pre-retirement to post-retirement. So, in a real quick summary, what what are you telling what are you telling him? So,
0: because I don't know his personal situation, I can't say definitively. Uh, is it possible? Yes. I would say, if I'm doing the napkin math here, it's going to require some serious hustle, work, and commitment to get there. Because you're talking about having two years right now, needing about. Let's say on the low end, we want 20 years. So that's 18 more years of your income per se. Strip out Social Security. Let's say Social Security does half of that. Uh, Now, that's nine years of income per se that we want saved up by the time we get, what, 19 years from now. So that would be a savings rate of half of his income per year, effectively, between now and believe i'm doing that quickly uh it'd be about 50 savings rate between now and then uh don't let that freak you out steven because there might be moving parts there and which is why it's important to go through the numbers with somebody and really understand those because you might also look at your life and go oh well i have a car loan now i'm not going to have that in retirement you know i can afford a, i can buy much uh less expensive cars in retirement or get rid of the car loan things like that so there's other moving parts in there um that i wouldn't i wouldn't take just uh a brief overview of a big life decision like this from somebody on a podcast and go, Oh, I can never retire. Dive into the numbers with somebody. But roughly speaking, I think it's, it's possible, but it's going to take from the information I have right now, it's going to take a little bit of hustle to get there.
1: So I find it fascinating. Why, why, why are you, are you nervous? We're not ever hope. I mean, not, I'd love to meet this gentleman Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, but like you're we're kind of bouncing around like you gotta get at like you said it at the end, like yeah. you're gonna have to get after it, right, I mean at I the end so. of the day, unless there's something
0: there I'm not understanding or seeing, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know where his income is, you know in relation to where his his current income is in relation to where his social security would be right, I don't know if there's a pen like there's other moving pieces that maybe I'm saying, yeah, you're gonna have to save fifty percent of your income for the next right. nineteen years, and then you know. So in a planning meeting, here's how it goes. Uh, The math doesn't work at all based upon all the information you gave us. You can never retire is sometimes what comes up in a planning meeting. And they go, that's weird. What about this that I didn't tell you about? Yeah.
1: I'm worth like a billion dollars.
0: (laughs) beg
1: pardon oh yeah well
0: that changes the entire plan yeah. so uh if it's one of those scenarios and yep. i'm not saying steven's holding out on us but no 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 he gave us like two or three pieces of information yep when we would have him fill
1: out a 10 page form <laughs> no this is a good plan. here's why i brought this up and this is why i pressed daniel a little bit Stephen, there's two parts to this it's very very simple now executing is not but i'm gonna give you this straightforward answer step number one you got to know the numbers you got to know them cold I don't care if you're 31, 51, or 71. If you don't know the numbers, you're just guessing. Now, what do I mean by know the numbers? Everything Daniel was alluding to. What that means is how much are you going to need in retirement? How much are you making now? How much are you going to have to put away? Is that possible? Is it not? It doesn't matter whether the numbers ultimately are doable or make sense. You got to know what they are. You have to know. I work with people just as a passion of helping them lose weight, get, sh- get in shape, you know, get fit, et cetera. You know the number one thing we do right off the beginning, right at the get-go? You jump your butt on that scale and you figure out where you are. You know how many people are petrified to get on the scale because they don't want to see that number? They're like, no, 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 that's not why I'm doing it. I just want to look nicer in clothes. I just want to drop some weight. That's baloney. You don't want to face the number you got to face the number. Then you can put a plan in place to figure out how to drop that number where it needs to be. Whether you do it or not is up to you. So number one, and this goes for any other person out there in this late 40s, 50s, I don't care what age you are, 60s, and you're going, well, uh, you don't want to face the number. Number one, you got to do the math. That's number one. Now, number two, when the math reveals itself, you make a decision. Is this in your wheelhouse or is it not? And what do I mean by that? You have to understand, do you have the gumption or not to downsize, sell your house? Well, I've got this equity in here, but I really like my house. And I don't. Really, why not? Why don't you sell it? Absolutely unlock the value of that. How about moving into a duplex and renting out the other side, a little house hacking? Well, I'm 51. I don't really want to do that. Well, you might have to. It's as simple as that. How about a part time job? I mean, my goodness, I've worked all my life. Why would I get a part time job? Because you got to add up to get the math. Or what's going to happen is you're going to be working well into your 70s and 80s. Absolutely. So, number one, you got to know the numbers. Happy to work. Again, a lot of people out there that can help you with that. You got to know the numbers cold. Number two, then you have to start putting in place a plan, an actual plan to reach and achieve those goals. If you don't get there, hey, you don't get there. I mean, it is what it is. But just kind of hoping that you'll get there, that's not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. And you got to sometimes get creative. Tell us a story. I'll never forget. And I'm not going to say their names on, on our podcast, but we worked with some clients early on in my career. They were a sweet, loving couple And they had made some terrible financial decisions. And it was one of these where, you know, we got to pay for the kids' college. And we're really still helping them. And we invested in a business that didn't work. And we've, you know, taken out this mortgage and all the rest of this stuff. And they did all these things. And now they were in their late 50s, early 60s. And they were faced, they were exhausted. They still had bills like they were in their 30s. And they just needed answers. And I looked at them and I said, well, first question, I says, how's your marriage? And it was great very healthy. They, held, they were holding hands. I mean, you know, all the signs that the marriage was healthy. And I said, okay, guess what you're going to have to do? I looked at me and they said, well, what? And, and of course, I'm not a guy who says, well, you got to buy this annuity and you got to invest in this. That's BS. You know what I said? You have to sell your house. You have $200,000 in your house in equity because this market's stupid. You're going to have to downsize. You're probably going to have to rent for a little while. You're going to have to pay off this auto loan. You're going to have to cut your kids off because they don't need to be getting any money anymore. They're willing and able to work. And then you're going to have to each get part-time jobs. And they looked at each other, and were, literally there was tears. Like, like, on one hand, somebody finally told them the truth. On the other hand, holy crap, they're too old for this. Guess what? A year later, house was sold, debts were paid off, kids were cut off, and they were fine with it. They were wondering why mom and dad kept giving them money to begin with. And number three, I don't know if that's three or four, it doesn't matter. They each got part-time jobs. They felt great. They were fulfilled. They were in shape. They were fitness. They were walking. They were never healthier. And then they were able to progress and actually start making plans to figure out how to retire to to stop working even those part-time jobs. So I say all that because we have literally a crisis in our country where you're not alone. Uh, Steven? Steven's not alone. Steven, you're not alone. There's millions upon millions of people in your situation. Sadly, most of them will never do the math. They will never do the math because it's too scary to jump on the scale. Don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people. And if you are younger and you're listening to this and you're just in this like, oh, YOLO lifestyle and blah, 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 and everything's going to work out and no big deal. No, it doesn't work that way. Do the math, work hard, save, invest, pay off debt, and you will be in a great situation in the future. Excellent podcast. Thank you, Daniel. I do what I can. For the people aren't, who aren't
0: hip listening, YOLO means you only live once.
1: Yeah, it's the new phrase on for people who bought GameStop at 350 and thought they were rock stars dumb stupid anyways (laughs) let's wrap this up i'm not calling any of you stupid and dumb but i just think that is dumb the decision (sighs) not the person all right you've been listening to diy money remember friends the secret to wealth is pretty simple live on less than you make invest the rest and do it for a very long time make it a great one